The following podcast is a Dear Media production. In a study by Esquire, 54% of women said they'd rather be hit by a car than considered fat. If I'm being honest, I've been those women. So for me, this isn't just a podcast, it's personal. I'm Danielle Robay, TV host and journalist, and years of celebrity interviewing taught me that beauty isn't about what you look like, it's about who you become. Each week, I'm having thought-provoking conversations, digging into the stories of people who put a new spin on pretty. From entrepreneurs and authors to politicians and celebrities, no topic is off limits. So join me every Thursday for a new episode to feel pretty inspired, pretty seen, and best of all, pretty smart. Let some things be retrograde. Hello, everybody. Welcome to That's So Retrograde. I'm Elizabeth Cott. Hello, I'm Stephanie Sambari. How are you guys? Uh, so we're very I like thrilled. They're they're fi- I feel like they said good. Yeah, yeah. they're good. Um, <laughs> yeah. Glad to hear it, everyone. Um, yeah. We're so thrilled because there's this app that uh, everybody's talking about. It's called The Pattern. It is an astrology app that is just continuously evolving. And we have the founder of this app, the creator of this concept, Lisa Donovan, joining us. Welcome to the show. Oh, thank you, guys. So happy to be here. So happy to have you. So the pattern is so interesting because I feel like it did this thing where it pushed astrology in a way that was like under the radar where people didn't totally, you know, I feel that astrology apps often are languaged in a way that are immediately kind of a turnoff to people who would otherwise be into what they're talking about. Everyone mm. wants to know about themselves. Everyone wants to peel back the onion and understand something on a deeper level. Everyone wants to understand their friends, their family, their lover, people they're trying to make their lover. Like everyone's down to go deep. But then when we get into the language, it gets a little yeah. confusing. Yeah. You so, literally said it better than I could ever say it. Yeah, <laughs> that, that's why the pattern was designed that way. Yeah. So though you're diving into the moons and the rising and the suns and all the things, I there's not one mention of that in the pattern. No. Can you talk about um, just like the inception of that and and how you got to where you got? Yeah. I mean, it was definitely a very conscious choice. I mean, if we back up, like I I wasn't somebody who was into astrology. I wasn't sort of raised that way or thought of spiritual things. It was really just because at a certain point in my life kind of fell apart and imploded. <laughs> and I was, I was like, uh, fuck. Um, and so I started seeking and searching and, you know, realizing I didn't have the answers to, to anything. And I had an astrology reading and I was kind of blown away, you know, it just happened by chance, but it wasn't what I thought. I thought maybe it was going to be new agey or cheesy or this kind of thing. And instead it was like a psychological breakdown of who I was. And it told me, you know, all my insecurities, all my fears, the things I was going through at that time, and I became kind of, you know, obsessed with it. And it became this great tool for me at a really challenging time. And that's where the sort of concept came from. And I was like, oh, it'd be great if I could just sort of mimic my experience, put it into an app, you know, and scale it. And all the people could have it. But I wanted to make sure there was no barrier to entry, just like you said, because, you know, part of the initial reading was confusing for me because it was all this astrology language that I didn't get. And especially when I was out creating it, I would, I would do random people's charts all the time. And, that's how I tested it and created it. And the second you start using the astrology, they're confused. They want to understand that it, it, it becomes a whole other thing. And I think there's a preconceived notion about astrology often that will turn people off 
when just like you said, I feel like everybody wants to understand themselves and be seen. And that I learned through my experience of creating it as well. It didn't matter age, gender, race, who I spoke to. They all wanted to, it was like the Uber driver. I could be in a car for an hour talking to him about his chart, you know? And so I was like, okay, I'm going to get rid of all that. And this was seven years ago too. I think everything's changed. Astrology is kind of having this moment now. People are more open to it, but certainly seven years ago when I started, I was like, there's no way we can have it in there. I just want people to have the information and, you know, they don't need to learn the whole language. The irony is that the astrology would point to astrology being the thing that's coming to the forefront now. <laughs> so, I know, I know. They predicted it. So did you, you didn't know anything about astrology? How did you even yeah. educate yourself or learn? Oh yeah. Complex task. It was, I mean, this is why it's seven years later. It right. took forever. I mean, honestly, I, you know, again, my life, I was just going through this massive transition and in a way it was sort of a catharsis for me to sort of, I dove into it and I kind of needed it more than anything creating it. I mean, originally I tried to hire people to do it, but there's nobody I could hire to mimic my experience, you know? So I just chased this astrologer around the world, you know, again, <laughs> for like a week at a time. He's in his seventies. He's doing his thing. He's looking at stone circle. You know, I just <laughs> find him in Ireland or Joshua, you know, and I get him for like, you know, a week at a time. And I just start, it was like just pulling it out because it's an oral tradition, you know? So it's, it's like, okay, how do I make the system? And then I found a coder that understood astrology so I could write algorithms, they could code it. And then I started writing and again, tried to hire other people to do it, but you, you can't, you know, so I wound up having to really just learn it. And my father was sick at the time. So I moved into my childhood home and, and basically just wrote for like two and a half years. And while well, he passed, and then I stayed with my mom and that's all I do 10 hours a day. I just write, you know, and wow. eat dinner with mom and watch Johnny Carson reruns and do it again the next day. And I had no life. I had no, no relationship. I did nothing but this. But again, for me, it was like, I needed it. Just, it was a way yeah. to process all my pain, all my, what I didn't understand, you know, it was a way of processing all these overwhelming sort of emotions and getting to know myself better. You know, you don't know if anybody's going to be interested in this, but I wanted it to be super deep and like have as though you were having an experience that could really move you, right. even though you weren't with an astrologer. So that's why I, I kind of obsessively was like, that's no, not good enough. I'm going to rewrite it. We're going to go deeper. We're going to do this thing. We're going to add this. We're going to add this, you know, and then I had a small beta, you know, 25 people or so on it. And then I woke up and there was like 30,000 people on the server. What All brought along that uptick? Just word of mouth. I will never know. It was like an overnight thing. And from that day, every day, just it's been word of mouth. We've never done PR or marketing. It's the first time we've done it. We just started in May, you know, and grew into the millions and millions. And, you know, Channing Tatum made a video and it's just grown, but it's been that thing. I think, you know, a friend telling a friend or somebody experiencing it at a really important time in their life, you know, or, or transitional time. And it's very, there's an emotional connection to it. And it's just, it's been like a field of dreams. You know, <laughs> that is so cool. I want to talk quickly about your background because I find it so interesting, especially where influencer culture is now. So you are one of the first known YouTubers <laughs> who really yes, saw <laughs> the potential in that platform from the jump and and were really successful on it. Yeah, I mean, this was 2005 uh, helped other people sort of make uh, videos. So basically when YouTube started right. and then I started my channel in 2006, just pop culture parody things. And I was an editor and 
brother's an actor and just, you know, just gave it a shot and, you know, thought this was like incredible. It was like, wow, look what's, look, you know, basically everything that happened with it thought was going to happen much earlier. It took a lot longer, but you know, and it was a very odd choice. Mm-hmm. I guess friends or people around me were like, what are you doing? You know, cause it didn't make sense at the time content, like videos online were just synonymous with porn, you know? So I was like, I, I promise you that's not what's happening. And, and the channel just sort of took off. You know, I think YouTube was stoked about it because it was like making content instead of just in your bedroom and there was featuring it. And, um, and that's where I met Bobby actually, because then I got cast on mad TV. Um, and, but I stayed on YouTube and was just really committed to it, but it was a grind, you know, because there was no money. It didn't matter how many millions and millions of views you got. Uh, the CPMs were really low, but did that for three years. And that was sort of the inspiration for co-founding Maker Studios. Right. Which of course was acquired by Disney and was like just such a big acquisition at the time. I think if anyone was paying attention to what was happening in digital culture, we all saw what was going on there. And I'm just curious for you, like the pivot away from that. And I'm sure that there was a lot of, you know, a, a lot of factors to that. But like just where you sit, having been through all of that, your take on like where we are now as digital influencers are just like sort of running the show in terms of media. It's just so fascinating. Would you have been able to predict when you started with YouTube and when you conceptualized Maker all those years ago? Yeah. I mean, I think that was the thought, like, this is, this is what's going to happen and and thinking, oh, it's going to happen like now, you know, but Mm -hmm. those years of early Maker, you were still trying to convince people that this made sense. And this was a platform, even YouTube itself to some degree, like these are like huge stars, they have huge followings, you know? So that was our entire business. It was about sort of empowering the the content creator to make mm-hmm. content and, um, and saw the power in that. And it was a really exciting kind of moment in time that, I mean, now everything's, you know, a bit more, you know, corporate, it's a different thing. You can't just go on and make YouTube. I mean, sometimes you can, but it's, um, it's, uh, it was a very exciting you know, time to do that. And I knew nothing about business at the time, but learned, but yeah, that was the thought that that's what was coming, you know, and it was just the right place at the right time to put in those 10,000 hours and it all worked out. It was just, again, sort of magical how it worked out, but yeah, this is, this is what it, you know, we thought was going to happen. And you were on the forefront there and now... (laughs) Obviously, your vision of where astrology could hit the mainstream so many years ago, we're back here now. I know. It's crazy. With that, that's so incredible. (laughs) So can you sort of give us a rundown of how the app works? And I know you guys recently added the connect feature, which is very interesting. Um, So the pattern, yeah, you basically just go on and you enter your birth information. Ideally, you have the time. And then you get your pattern and it's all your personality traits in there and sort of our differentiators go deeper because you can go very, very deep. When I was starting to get into astrology, I was looking for an app. I was looking for something that was like really deep and could give me all the information. I couldn't really find anything, you know, and that was part of this as well. So with this, you really get a really thorough understanding of your personality and, and then you get a sense of what's going on with you dynamically things that are changing over time we look at sort of long-term transits and uh things that are impacting you and your your personality and then there's kind of like world updates things that are happening to all of us like a mercury in retrograde that are kind of happening and then 
Yeah. <laughs> Have you heard of it? <laughs> yeah, right. And then um, it's social. So you can go on and you can connect with friends and you can read their pattern because that was a big part of the vision too. It's not only about better understanding yourself, but it's about connecting with others in a deeper way. So a lot of times we take things very personally. We think people are thinking things about us. We're projecting things onto them. So if you can actually go on and read their pattern and understand where they're coming from, and it's likely not at all what you think, or you can run a bond between you and read all about your actual relationship dynamic and see like how you trigger each other. You know, what, what's drawn you together? Do you have a past life karmic link? Do you have some incredible, you know, bond? And you can also do that with romantic relationships understand your relationship timing. And we do a lot of things. You can also time travel. So if there's a really important time in your life where something really pivotal happened, you can go look it up and see what was happening. Because again, everything's about the intention, understanding the intention behind what is happening. We don't think of it as what is happening to you. It's like you're co-creating with, with the energies of the universe. So if you are informed about that, you can sort of make better decisions or not feel bad about yourself or thinking you're doing something wrong just because you're going through maybe a challenging time. Yeah. And now we just added this connect beta. So it's only in the U S and that's pretty exciting because that's dating. That's what users have been asking for, for a really long time, you know? And so we've, uh, we've rolled out the beta and we're going to push it in the fall and like really launch it. So it's like a backside of the pattern that is a dating app. Well, there's a feature. It's just a button. So if you never want to go into it, it's like you don't have to go into the club. But if you do want to go into it, you open it up. And the difference with ours, again, is sort of dating with depth. So before you can like somebody or or talk to them, you have to run the bond and understand your relationship. So you're coming in with sort of a, a deeper understanding or a jumping off point. I love that. I have to say that the one feature of the the bond thing that has really helped me prior to getting into a relationship. For anyone that's listening, I highly suggest this. Finding out the timing. Yes. That is a really amazing feature because I think, like you said, people take things personally. And when someone isn't available to you, when you're like, wait, we really get along and we really like each other. And like, I'm open to it and I'm here and I'm waiting and we're getting like the the vibe is so right when the person is in that timing cycle where they are not open to a relationship, I've encountered at least four guys like that. It's, it's unbelievable, right? And How then yeah. it's, it's like, yeah, it's but it helps me because you don't bang your head up against the wall. You're like, this is an impossible feat. So if I'm going to engage with this, I have to know that like I'm signing up to be casually detached and not saying, not setting myself for disappointment by like, deciding that this is the person for me when their consciousness is like on the other side of the room. <laughs> that's right. Yeah. No, so, you, I love you that. that. So well, that's, yeah, that's really, really important because yeah, you can find somebody that is like your person, but if the timing is off, if they're just going through the underworld and you know, it's just going to be really challenging. You can make that choice um, mm-hmm. to be with them while they're doing that, but, but it's not easy. And you're like, I mean, I've literally experienced it and you're just like, <sighs> There's no point. Just like wait for <laughs> wait, wait out the cycle. Like they're not going to find <laughs> someone else. I promise you that. They're not available. <laughs> but especially a Pluto one, you know, those are like just totally irrational. So those can feel really crazy for people. And I think that's, it's just, yeah, it's so helpful to know that because it can feel like you've done something wrong. Yeah. You could just be holding on. You could be fighting going when it's just like a way to surrender, which 
ideally that's the whole experience of the app, just surrendering to what you already know, like reading your pattern. It's like, you don't have to try and be like somebody else anymore. It's like, yeah. And there's so many self. elements in, in the app, like not just that, obviously there's so many different ones that give you that permission to say like, okay, we're, we're meeting. And whether for me, it was always romantic because I was like really on the hunt for that. (laughs) And I I was wielding my weapons ready to go. And, you know, knowing that there's going to be natural pitfalls that you encounter or natural elevated things that you encounter and that both of those things are just natural through the dynamic with another person and learning to, because I've had it put in astrological terms, like both Elizabeth and I have had like countless astrology conversations and meetings mm-hmm. and like of course we both understand it to some degree but when even with exposure and understanding when you start talking about transits and planets and aspects and it's difficult you got to pull back and be like what are we what's the direct yeah. thing that we're talking about and you've just done a beautiful job of mm-hmm. really outlining that in a way that cuts to the chase oh thank you and so i can't i mean i'm sure everyone listening to the show is already on the pattern because they know what's up <laughs> But (laughs) um, if you're not, it's like really a worthy and it's like somehow both beautiful and simple at the same, like a deep and simple at the same time. Thank you so much. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you. It's time for some ads. Yeah. Do you guys like that? Okay. So first ad today, we're talking about Glow Recipe, which is a clean fruit forward Korean beauty inspired skincare brand, which is vegan and cruelty free. And their formulas pair antioxidant rich fruit extracts with clinically proven actives for glowing skin. And I understand why they call the brand Glow Recipe because you get real damn glowy from using this stuff, you guys. I am so impressed with this line. There's a reason why it's gone viral all over TikTok and why on Sephora, there are literally hundreds of amazing reviews I deep stocked. So my favorite two standout guys from this line, Watermelon Glow, PHA and BHA Portite Toner, and then their Watermelon Glow Niacinamide Dewdrops stand out. So I recently took a little road trip and tried to be like an effortlessly light packer as one does. And one of the few things I brought with me were the niacinamide dew drops. And the thing that I love so much about it is that you can use it so many ways. So I love that it's an active that I can use during the day over my SPF, but it has this sort of like dewiness to it. So you can mix it with your foundation to add just a boost of hydration and make it just a little bit more glowy. You can put a pea size amount of it to the center of your eyelid and blend it out for the eyes. You can put it over makeup. It's also a great primer. And it's so cool that we have a promo code so you can get 15% off Glow Recipe with our code GLOWRETRO. That's G-L-O-W-R-E-T-R-O at GLOWRECIPE.COM. That's GLOWRETRO at GLOWRECIPE.COM. And as you know, or maybe you don't know, and I'm telling you right now, you can find all of the sponsors' promo codes at the bottom of the episode description wherever you're listening to this podcast. So that's GLOWRECIPE.COM, 15% off with GLOWRETRO. I've got to put you on to Newly, which is a monthly clothing rental subscription that I'm really into. So 
How newly subscriptions work is you get your choice of any six styles you want to rent each month. And they've got access to thousands of styles from more than 100 brands. You can pick it out online or you can use their app, which I rather enjoy. They have a huge range of sizes from petite to plus sizes and a lot of brands that I really love. So we've got For Love and Lemons, Love Shack Fancy, Lisa Says Ga, A Gold Denim, Free People, really a bunch of great fun pieces. And the thing that I love is that it's a lot of pieces that can like add like a really fun pop of style to, you know, a more basic look. It's fast, free shipping and returns and professional cleaning and newly state-of-the-art laundering facility. And they also offer the option to buy what you love at a major discount, sometimes up to even 75% off. And I have to tell you, the way it comes is really what stood out to me with Newly. So it comes in these reusable tote boxes that are recycled and recyclable using zero plastic packaging. And I love how flexible it is. There's no fees, no late fees, no damage fees. You can pause or cancel at any time. And there's no issue if you lose a button or spill something, you know, they'll cover it. So it's a great insurance policy if you're a spiller like myself. And I also think it's really wonderful if any of you guys are expectant moms or just postpartum, they have a ton of maternity options as well. They're already a great value at $88 a month for any six styles. But right now you can get $20 off your first month of Newly when you sign up with our code retrograde20. Just go to N-U-U-L-Y.com. That's new with two U's and enter the code retrograde 20 to sign up and get $20 off your first month. That's N-U-U-L-Y.com, newly with two U's with code retrograde 20, newly subscription clothing rental. Change your clothes. Can you speak a little to how the algorithm works? Because that is a, seems like a wild feat to approach. Yeah. I mean, it's a, it's a complex, it's a complex yeah. algorithm. Like there's, yeah. There's certain, I mean, I can't go into all the detail, you know, that's part of the thing. Explain but, technology to me. Yeah. yeah, I was literally about to be like, what's an algorithm? Like, I don't. <laughs> I think that's what, you know, that's what took so long too. Cause I think right. again, the, the apps that I looked at when I was, you know, just getting into astrology and really wanting the information and wanting to continue my experience, it would just be like these tiny little blurbs and it would just be the basic and also be sun sign. That's one thing I can tell you about our algorithm. We're not sun sign based. Yeah. So that's a pretty major oh, difference. Oh, what is the basis? Is it the moon? We take in the moon, the Venus, the Mars, the ascendants, the Mercury, you know, the midheaven. So we're taking in, we're looking really at the moment of your birth. Um, sun sign is really just to like sell newspapers hundred years ago. They knew everybody would know the month they're born, but it's also one of the reasons people are turned off to astrology. Because yeah. they're like, so you're saying everybody born in the month of April is going to have the same day and be the same person. Right. Makes no sense, right? Which is how I thought, I mean, the whole thing didn't make sense. The 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 real sort of stuff is, is looking at it in a much more complex way um, and looking at the nuance of exactly when you're born. The moon changes sign every two and a half days, you know, the ascendant every two hours. So... We think of it archetypally. It's not like his son doesn't go into account, but I don't, we don't think of it as like an archetypal description. You're not re- ever reading about your sun sign unless there's some sort of complex to it, which we'd say something in aspect to it. We're starting to see this is where it starts to no, go. go like, what are you talking about? You can, no, no, you're in. I just want to say, like, where, whenever you feel like you need to sense yourself from going oh into like the 
complexity of the astrology. Yeah. You're in a safe space. Okay. Of our listeners. <laughs> are going to be so bored. what you're no. talking about. Absolutely. From, yeah. In like a deeper way. And so feel free yeah. to mention exactly yeah. what you're talking about because these, yeah. the listeners of the show are students interested. of astrology and interested. And a lot of them have done like programs of, right. of like applied astrology and stuff like that. So, right. so anything that you think that you shouldn't say, say it because this yeah. is the place. Okay. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. For that. <laughs> yeah. I mean, uh, yeah. yeah. But yeah, we decide like if you have a, you know, Saturn in opposition conjunction or squaring your sun or Pluto, Uranus, Neptune, you'll, you'll read about that, <clears throat> but mm-hmm. you're not archetypally what you're reading about, like your instincts, you know, your moon, you're, you're reading about things that you feel are more archetypally who you are. So the sun, yeah, is mostly, you're not going to read about that unless you have another planet like your Venus or your Mars, your ascendant in that same sign. Mm -hmm. And then certainly when you get into the algorithm, that's like friendship, romantic, it's, it's, you know, it's very specific to how we look at it and what's important. And it gets really into the, the orb, the degrees, you know, everything is, you know, tight conjunctions or oppositions or squares, not using a lot of like sextiles and trines, things like that. Yeah. Well, it is. It's funny because I never thought about how you would build build it. Like in the back I mean, like that. it's crazy because it, it. You know, I was learning and building and learning and building because it would be like, all right, cool. This I, I got it. You know, and then go out and test it and do a bunch of charts and be like, wait, this didn't resonate. And then trying to go back, but it didn't resonate. I don't understand. And then, well, that's because this, that, and the other thing. I'm like, you know, so everything. There's nothing. It wasn't just like laid out. So you had to kind of really tests and try. And, and again, when you're doing something that's normally an oral tradition, like when I look at a chart and I'm reading it, you know, you're going to pick up all these different things. And it's like, how do you put that into an algorithm? How do you capture that? So you got to make certain decisions at certain points, you know, and we just, you know, tried our best. And um, so you mean like deciding what features of the chart would be the most potent for somebody receiving them? Yeah. And, you know, the orb degree, you know, cause sometimes you look at, you know, every once in a while I look at something and be like, ah, you know, I know this isn't in the pattern now. and maybe it will. Cause like I'll put it in at some point or certain things like we have to make a cutoff of, okay, you guys have this connection, but it's above three degrees or something, you know, you're not going to read about it. But if I was doing a chart with you and some guy, I'd be like, Ooh, you have this thing, you know, it's like, where do right. you do that cutoff? of like, oh, you're not going to read about it. Whereas if we were in person, I'd be like, ah, okay, okay. You know, and this is where I, my obsessive mind was like tweaking, like (laughs) for years. I'm like, no, let's change it by this and this. And then I did this chart with this guy and, and, and it's a really special connection that these two have, and we have to update it, you know? So it was just endless. And it was good that it was sort of discovered because I don't know that I would have ever stopped. It's like, right. (laughs) Not that right. it stops completely, but it was just like the basis is there. Okay. It is resonating. It is interesting for people. It is working to some degree. Like you can, you can rest for a second. And with everything, you know, there's a degree, I mean, I, I believe equal degree of free will as there is to the, the, the code of your soul, so to speak. So oh yeah. Regardless of what the app tells you or regardless of what any Thank you. tells you, there's yes. always going to be the way that you interact with that your life experience, everything in, uh, adds to the way that you read a situation. So you'll, you would yes. never be able to perfectly capture. No. And thank you for saying that because that's one of the first things I do try and say if I'm doing a podcast or doing somebody's reading is like, we're not here to tell you 
anything. It's hopefully just a tool for you to feel seen and understood. I had a concern about astrology being predictive. That's what I like about it. So we're not trying to predict anything. And it took many hours to write it that way, you know, and take out anything that was trying to be like, this is how it is, or it's good, or this is bad and just let it be. And that, you know, you're fated to deal with certain energies. How you choose to deal with it is your choice. It is your free will. Somebody with the exact same chart is going to have a totally different life. You're always co-creating. This is just an opportunity to have some, some tools along the way. Cause we know, Hey, you know, there's a good chance you're going to be feeling like you're inadequate. We see that, you know, like you did nothing wrong. It's okay. Like, yeah. And look, you can, you can do a lot of pattern matching on the app. So if you're friends with people, it'll show you which patterns you have in common with friends or which patterns your friends and friends have things like that. So that's also really helpful for people because they can look and say, Oh, I'm not the only one who feels worthless and insecure. (laughs) For example, <laughs> for example, me. Yeah. <laughs> I will never be enough. Is this enough? Oh my god! All right, guys, let's take a break to talk about some of the partners that we have that keep this show running. We have a new partnership with Savage X Fenty, and they have the quality and affordability that you're looking for. They are bras and underwear that fit like they were made for you. They look high end, but they don't break the bank. Everything is under $50, which is very rare to find in the lingerie category. I love the prints of the perfect poppies. And then they all also have these more sporty looking bras that are really like real bras, but they are just like a sportier cut and material. If you browse the website, you'll see there's something for everyone. Go to Savage X Fenty because they have hundreds of exclusively designed pieces that you can't find anywhere else. And they are available in an extensive range of sizes. Truly lingerie for every body. Sizes 32A to 42H. Sizes extra small to 3X. No matter what size you are, you will look sexy in Savage X Fenty. Also, they have crotchless underwear, which I didn't know, but is of interest. So if you go to savagex.com slash retrograde, you will get two bras for $29 plus 50% off everything site-wide. Savagexfenty.com slash retrograde. Discover your lingerie fantasies and discover there are no limitations with how cute you can look with Savage X Fenty. Savagexfenty.com slash retrograde. All right, guys, let us just talk for a moment about one of our partners, Nutrafol. Nutrafol is a hair growth vitamin that is targeted formula for women that is clinically shown to improve hair growth and thickness with less shedding through all stages of life. So I know a lot of people lose a lot of hair and struggle with maintaining healthy hair as we get older and as we're more stressed. Actually, 30 million women are impacted by weakened or thinning hair, which is so money. And so I'm sure many of you are among those people. And just I want you to know that you're not alone and there is a solution that you can trust to deliver results. Nutrafol has given women back control of their hair. You can go online and you can see their rave reviews. The supplement works. It transformed their hair and it also restored their confidence. Know that healthier hair growth takes time. You will begin to experience thicker, stronger, faster growing hair. 
cue Kanye West workout song in three to six months. So start taking Nutrafol and you can be among the 86% of women who reported improved hair growth after six months. I know that Elizabeth's boyfriend's mother takes it. I know Elizabeth takes it. I know I, I gave it to one of my other friends and they've all said that they are so impressed with the way that Nutrafol has increased the fullness of their hair. I looked at it and I was like, oh, is this just like a multivitamin? Because it is targeting all the things that create hair thinning, which is stress, your hormones, your environment, nutrition, your metabolism. So grow that thick hair, let it down and get sexy, get confident. You can do this, gals. Go to Nutrafol.com. That's N-U-T-R-A-F-O-L.com. Enter the promo code retrograde and you'll save $15 off your first month subscription. That's Nutrafol.com, code retrograde, $15 off your first month's subscription. This is their best offer anywhere, and it is only available to U.S. customers for a limited time, plus free shipping on every order. Get $15 off at Nutrafol.com, spelled N-U-T-R-A-F-O-L.com, promo code retrograde. Okay, so we're going to have Lisa... Give us a little intel right now on our we give our little, birth dates. A little TSR peel back the curtain. A little a little Let's peel it back. Let's yeah. do it. <laughs> Tell us who we are. We don't know. I know. <laughs> you want me to, all right. Should I start with you? Second? Who are you? Where, oh yeah. I don't know your point. <laughs> yeah. How about yeah. you? Yeah, that sounds good. Uh, all right, all right. I'm just looking. I just plugged it in, so let me just look real quick. Okay. So you are a cancer moon. The way we look at that is yeah, it's as though you've lived many lifetimes as this moon. So you're coming in. That's your only perspective. That's all you know. I'm exhausted. You're, com- you're tired. I mean, you're so tired. You've been nursing so and caring for, <laughs> for so many lifetimes. It's very, it's, it's, you know, there's only a few water signs in the zodiac, as you know, but cancer is, it's the mother archetype. It's the nurture archetype. It's feeling everything. It's, it's sensitive. It's a hierarchical thing. So oftentimes there's a feeling of that is your value to be giving. So if you're not, you're not really sure who you are or you might not feel valued that that's sort of the most important thing. Mm-hmm. What were you going to say? I was just, I've been told like many times that like, I won't totally understand my purpose until I have a child. And you you very much want one. But I, I don't have one. But do you, do you want one? <laughs> I want one, but I also like, like I my like ideal uh, situation. And I feel like people can relate to this is like, that I wasn't on like a biological clock timeline because I feel like it was very important to me to like have my own life and be a person who discovered what I, what I was meant to be doing. And like, I came from a family where there wasn't, I was more like outside of the box than anybody kind of that had Mm -hmm. come before me. And my parents were both kind of wild, but they both went into like a more straightforward journey. And so I was like that rebel in that sense. So in my twenties and thirties, it was really important to me to like establish an yourself. Yeah. Myself. And yeah. so, but now I'm at that point of that age where it's like, okay, yeah, now, now I want to do it. But now I have this other project that I also want to do. do. And like, yeah. I don't want to be like pregnant for that. I just like, I don't think there's really like ever a good time to be mm-hmm. doing this. So I've, definitely been thinking about that like a, a lot. lot yeah and oftentimes it is I mean 
And again, it, it can be any kind of, it can be a project, you know, it can be a business. It can be, it doesn't have to be a child. And it's as though you, I mean, it sounds like you do want one. But it, so it does feel it like is. that's, you want thing. that. that yeah, it feels literal. Yeah. 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 And I mean, your chart is very, it's very relational too. So your Venus is in Libra mm-hmm. and you're the Libra version of, of the Cancer moon. So there's 12 versions of it. You're the Libra version. Interesting. Which is, so, I mean, on the shadow side of this, there, there could be a lot of like the codependence or, you know, mm-hmm. a lot of your worth is, is you might believe is based on how others perceive you. Oh, so um, in the seventh house. Oh yeah. I mean, so, right. So that's, a, so that might be one way you'd look at it. We're looking at it as you're the Libra version of cancer. Your Got Venus it. is in Libra, your Mars is in Libra, like I know Libra, Libra, Libra. Right. So this is a big piece of it of, you know, getting that place of not thinking, you know, your value is based on the other or being in a relationship. This would be a chart. I imagine really wanting to be in a relationship. And so that's what you're saying, but that would be such a big piece. And you also yeah. have Neptune to the Mars. So a lot of idealization, a lot of not seeing the person clearly. I imagine there's a lot of like situations. Oh, I struggled. Like, is that oh, what yeah. you're saying? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I have it too. I have it too. I'm still I, like, I can't see anything clearly. No. You're, you're seeing them in the best light. You might not see them very clearly. There's a lot of illusion. There can be a lot of deception. Yeah. There could be maybe even dealing with people who have sort of addiction issue or things where you have to take care of people. Um, this is sort of oh yeah right for that like being I'm going to you know and there can be with the cancer moon you know you martyr yourself for somebody that combination or you're going to give and give and give and expect a certain outcome but not get it you know and that's a hard lesson for the cancer moon like you never give to get if you give just give because yeah. if you're expecting anything to come back as you designed it it's not you know that means you're sort of stuck in the yeah. in the in the old ways so it's all about just yeah, not letting your value, your sense of self be dependent on one having a partner, mm-hmm. you know, or what anybody, culture, society, family, friends think, but because it's, it's that code, this would be the codependent, but certainly would want a relationship and expect, expect to be in a good one. And I'm glad to hear you're, you're in one. Mm-hmm. Are you happy? I won. No, you won. You, won. you did it. I did it. You did it. Yeah. <laughs> and you're a creepy way to say it. <laughs> and you're Taurus rising. Mm-hmm. So, like we said, Elizabeth's Taurus moon. It's a big, that's a connection you guys have. So, we'd say, because you're coming from this place of like, it's all about the other, but Taurus is about really becoming embodied and really getting into like who you really are. It's about becoming really grounded in that. Cause you know, with cancer and Libra, it can be very like mergy with everything. And, and how do you know who you are? Cause Taurus is coming in very, very embodied, you know, and it's about you learning to receive. Mm-hmm. That's a big part of it. So it's coming in thinking your job is to give, but you're, you're ultimately about learning how to receive, mm-hmm. you know, and, um, and to enjoy, you know, enjoy. It's a nice one to have cancer. I mean, um, Taurus on the ascendant because it's about like learning to really enjoy the pleasures of life. Yeah. You know, but that's a very, that would know about boundaries. So it's like you knowing how to have boundaries, knowing where you stop and the other person begins. Yeah. I feel like that's like a really difficult part of my lesson. That's. And especially with like the Mars and Libra, like I, I'm like, 
really and then I'm like the Scorpio so it's like a confusing kind of thing where like mm-hmm. I'm really not into the confrontation but then it like so I suppress it and I suppress it but then yeah. like the Scorpio comes out and it's just like mm-hmm. I'm like having to do this like fucking dance and it's it can yeah. be I definitely reflect and look back on that and it's not something that like I really like to hold space for and it's a, yeah. it's a challenge that I know that I possess and I know that it's frustrating because I value the relationship so much, but then it's like not everything can be perfect and harmonious all the time. No, so you have to deal with it. Yeah. But that's hard. That's a lot of Libra. It's always trying to keep the peace and wants everybody to like them. So you're going to. Yeah. That's where the codependence comes. You got to be careful. Yeah. Self-betrayal and doing things you're not really behind. <clears throat> yeah. Because you're trying to make them happy. Yeah. That, that's just not sustainable. And, you know, you're your Mercury is in Sagittarius. So you're, you're meant to speak, you know, your truth and, you know, um, so that might come out. Yeah. But, but then there's also the behavior that's, but you have Saturn to it. So it can also be, it can be. What does that um, mean? Cause you keep talking about the Saturn is, Saturn. is, um, it's like blocks. And I mean, to Mercury, it's slightly different than to some of the other parts of the chart, but we'd say there's some yeah, there'd be a hesitation to always speak your truth um, because it feels like there's consequences when you do, you know, there's blocks. Well, there are. I mean, think about the world, like, mm-hmm. you know, not only interpersonally, but collectively, there are boundaries and blocks. And especially now, I, I feel that aspect so much yeah. now where it's like with everyone being in communication in this way all the time, there is insane backlash to having a public opinion of any kind. hundred percent. And so it's just, I feel, I feel, I remember reading that in the pattern blocks and boundaries. Cause I, and now I'm like in that where I'm like, what the fuck? And having to really sit with the discomfort and awareness that, yeah, not everyone's going to like you and that's totally fine. Yeah. Cause you're in Saturn, right? So just, that's just like, I just went and looked, you're in Saturn transit right now. It started the end of uh, March and Uranus at the same time. So that feeling, you would feel that heavy sort of blocks and boundaries of things and pressure. And yeah, if you're born with that, it's a feeling of inadequacy. So it's almost like you're going through a feeling of like something's wrong. You've done something wrong. You're inadequate or you're worth, you know, and there's just, it's an energy that can feel very inhibiting and like depressing at the mm-hmm. same time you have Uranus, which is like trying to change things radically. So there's this mm-hmm. restless, like, I want to change it all. I want to move on. I want to do all this stuff. I want to say this. I want to break out. I want to be myself. And then Saturn, that's very blocking you in. You're also in your mm-hmm. Jupiter return though, which happens only every 12 years. So that, and you've been in it all year. That's, that's nice. Cause that just adds, goes to, to October, but that just adds, well, it's in Aquarius. So, um, Jupiter return is usually a time of gifts and abundance and good feeling and opportunity, you know, so mm-hmm. you're going through multiple things at the same time, but it is an Aquarius. So it is also about how do you see the bigger picture right now as much mm-hmm. as possible? How do you get it as objective as you possibly can mm-hmm. right now? All right. I mean, oh, these, I are like just, these are just quick little. No, I love it. Like it's really good. Thing, but we're just, you know, jumping. I in. needed to hear all that, Lisa. Thank good. you. Good, good. You're welcome. Yeah. All right, Elizabeth. So it's funny, we're talking about your moon is in Taurus and you're the Aries version. So it's really coming in with the expectation you get to be Taurus, <laughs> but you don't get to be. So it's like, um, 
Taurus is, like I said, it's really having, it's such an amazing moon because it's a very embodied, like I said, it's very, there's a certain confidence, a certain sense of worth. But yeah, it's as though you've lived many lifetimes being able to enjoy yourself, enjoy your body, enjoy your comfort, enjoy food, enjoy sensuality, enjoy all the things that life has to do. It's very, it's wanting to just sort of relax and not work too hard, but you have a Saturn complex to it. So that goes like out the window. It's basically like you're coming in with this expectation, but Saturn, when you have a complex like you do, it's a feeling of being inadequate. And from as early as you can remember that you're not enough and um, that there's something inherently wrong and you have to prove yourself worthy. And when it happens with the Taurus moon, it can, it can also feel like a certain insecurity or a certain discomfort or not being able to have sort of the, the comfort and insecurity you hope to have. I have Saturn to everything that makes you feel better. So you're not alone. <laughs> um, I don't know. I don't know if that um, resonates for you. But slightly, I wouldn't say it drives the car, but we can always right. have moments where we feel that way. doubt kicks in. Sure. sure. The good thing about so when Saturn comes in like that, we'd say the reason it's there, though, is to get you to the next act of your life, mm-hmm. which your Venus is in Aries. So we have to sort of disallow that because Taurus is very um, slow and it doesn't want to do so much, just wants to relax and hang out. Right. So. Yeah. How do you disallow that? Because your Venus is in Aries, right? Which is the complete opposite of Taurus. So if they were two different people, they wouldn't like each other, understand each other. These two parts, Taurus is slow. Aries is action, fast. It's the warrior. It's the competitor. It's moving. It wants to know what the goal is. It wants to commit to something. It wants to make things happen. So you put Saturn there. We'd say that's the sort of gift of it. So we always try and look at the positive side of it is to sort of allow you to move more into sort of taking action and being more actional in, in life. I mean, that combo together is quite powerful. And when you do put Saturn, another great thing about Saturn is it usually makes you work very hard. Whereas Taurus would not be inclined to do much. They just want to chill. You put Saturn there and it wants to work really hard and make things happen and manifest in the world. So that combo can be quite powerful. It can be like a locomotive that can really make things happen. And then your rising sign is in Scorpio. Yeah, so this is powerful. That's a that's a, that's a powerful chart right there. Yeah, so it's and that's probably another one of your guys' connections. So, yeah, I mean it's really, and that's very compatible. We'd say Scorpio and Taurus. You guys are on the same um, relational path, so those are very compatible. Scorpio and Taurus rising, but Scorpio is about taking action and knowing what your passions and desires are and make sure that your life is about what, you know, it's about feeling as alive as possible, you know, and that's for Scorpio rising. You don't want to get stuck doing things that don't turn you on and excite you and make your life feel alive, you know? So when you put them all together, it's pretty powerful. It can make a lot of things happen. One thing I'd say the strongest thing on the chart is the Saturn to the Mars. Are you in a relationship? I am, yeah. You are. Okay. Mm-hmm. Cool. How have you been in one for a long time? Yeah. Okay, good. Okay, great. Amazing. Did you struggle when you were younger? I mean, my 20s were fun. Okay. Okay, <laughs> but it wasn't so you didn't feel like that because often when you have Saturn there, it's usually like blocks and boundaries around uh relationships or finding something that feels right. Um and they, they usually I come think I was later. just like young and dumb and didn't know how to express myself and my needs. Right. But then you learned, you figured it out because that's the big thing. The lesson there is always just 
you can't ever let your happiness or sense of self be dependent on the other. Right. That's true of everybody. But when you see this in the chart, it's just more pronounced. It's like, mm-hmm. you have to deal with that. Yeah. But yeah, no, you're going through a lot of, um, are you moving or something? No. Mm-mm. No house. Have you been living in the same place for a while or any? Yeah. But I'm, I'm kind of like open to whatever at the okay. moment. Yeah. It'd be interesting. Maybe something will change or open up. It has to do yeah. with home and roots and career. So yep. it's both, they're connected. It's, mm-hmm. it's an axis. So something is changing. Something massively is changing in who you are in the world and your career. And there's some uh, shift. So, oh, yeah. and then you're also in your Jupiter return because you're born the same year. So yeah, there's something happening on that front, just with, we'd say your career, your, your home and, um, good, you know, could be good stuff, unexpected stuff, but also, um, yeah, it's none of you are going through any kind of underworld Pluto initiation. So <laughs> good to know. Thank anyway. God. I don't have any more. <laughs> I don't have any strength in me left for yeah, something yeah. like that. Not trying to get the underworld involved. <laughs> no. Nope. Yeah. I feel like we've lived there. Wait, what are you? I have um, Gemini, but I have set, like heavy Saturn to everything. So it kind of makes it where I don't really get to do it. And Virgo. I'm right on the, it, it's, I've gone back and forth. I'm either the last degree of cancer rising or early Leo rising. Mm. And um, with the Saturn aspects, do you feel that that's why you're able to be so diligent with the work that you're doing and how you can just like, because you kind of talk about developing the pattern in this way that's like, seems very like, back of hand in a way no you're just like yeah I'm just like in a basement coding and astrology and like you know it's like what you're doing is extremely complex and rigorous and like takes a lot of time and attention and like it's easy to conceptualize something like what you've done like I think we've all been like a dope astrology app that like does everything that you're talking about like everyone can think of something like that in a way but not to like do it and apply it and like do it in the way that you've done it like whatever your challenges are, they're definitely there serving you just from like a completely, oh. you know, armchair astrologer friend, yeah. friend from seven years ago in one yeah. photo perspective. <laughs> I think you should be really proud of yourself for what you've oh. done because it's really like deep and amazing. And, oh. you know, when you use something like that, you don't think about the hours and mm. years that it takes to really do something meaningful like that. Wow. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. And that is how I looked at Saturn. I mean, yeah, I would say, you know, it was one of the most amazing parts of my first reading because he talked about that and the, the feelings of inadequacy that I had and why it's always going back to the intention. Why are you doing what you're doing? And oftentimes it was to prove something, whether it's your father or society, whatever it is, you're doing all these things. And then if you're not doing them from a place of truth within you, you end up betraying yourself, right. And making the wrong decisions. And that was a big part of when my life fell apart is realizing that. And this was a big part of it. And, but I will say, yes, the Saturn is why I was able to do it. If I didn't have Saturn in my chart, there's no way I'd just be having a good old time. Yeah. You would be, be that, like yeah. working that way. No. And I think I've learned a lot of lessons about it. Even this, maybe I took it to an extreme, <laughs> the amount of work, you know, and now um, I'm less hard on myself. These days. So when so. is it? Yeah, I was gonna say like just to to kind of wrap up, I guess like when when in your mind will there be? Because obviously the work is like never done, yeah. but like 
at what point are you like, okay, the framework is there. Yeah. The algorithms in place. Maybe I pepper in yeah. some additions here and there, but like, when do you let yourself kind of stop? Yeah. And I mean, a lot of it, that's what those years, it was all the stockpiling of it. So the big majority of it was done, you know, and then I do pieces here and there, but it's just, a, it's the way you approach yourself in life and just being kinder to yourself, you know, as opposed to driving so hard. I don't, relate to that as much. It was great because it got it where it needed to be. And then I think this is like the most important relationship of my life with the pattern because it taught me that. It taught me that, you know, like, you can't blame the other person when it's an act. You know what I mean? I just have to look at yourself and I'm like, <laughs> oh, wow, this is why you're not, you're exhausted. This isn't, you know, you make yourself, I literally made myself sick. So physically I had to go through all this stuff. So it's been quite a journey and now it's just in this kind of beautiful place. And I feel really grateful and just glad that it's, out there and helping people and I'm not so uh, hard on myself these days. So. You have to run the bond between you and the pattern. Oh, well, I have. <laughs> <laughs> Are you kidding? <laughs> I mean, it was incorporated on a specific day. It, it was. was. Yeah, yeah. Ugh, don't get me started. Businesses should be run by astrology. 100%. Everything should be run by. Yeah. There are things that I've had to do that I'm like, no, I can't do it now. And then the person on the other end is like, you have to, there's a timing yeah. issue. <laughs> every single time you're like, I should have just listened every to time. Technology. There's never a time when it doesn't prove itself. Correct. So you said it. you're doing the Lord's work. Sister. Oh, Truly. <laughs> 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 a spectacular tech magic offering. Really. Mm -hmm. It's so special. And thank you for the little bit of astrology therapy today. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so appreciated. Yeah. So the app is available for anyone with a, smartphone uh, yeah and yeah it's uh ios and android you go to the pattern.com or the app store amazing cool. thank you guys so much for having me thank, thank you, you yeah. so much guys so check great. out the pattern check out lisa donovan really just an At example mother of pattern. oh yeah mother, mother. yeah <laughs> i love that <laughs> just, and there's a really cool vanity fair article that came out a few months ago that I really enjoyed. So check that Thank out you. too. Thanks guys. All right. Thank you so much for joining us today. You can find us over on Instagram at so retrograde. Love you guys. There's See you next week. Be retrograde. Yes, that's how